Welcome to the Digital Marketing and Website Podcast by Mercados. We are your hosts, Alex and Anson Tino. Even though things on the web keep changing and evolving, over the years we've been able to learn and implement successful evergreen strategies that we're going to share with you in this podcast. For the last 20 years, we have been using digital marketing to help businesses succeed. Together, we'll learn how to attract more qualified customers using the web. If you're ready, we're ready. Let's get started. Hello and welcome one more time. My name is Alex Centeno. And in this episode number three, we're going to be talking about how to dominate your competition using SEO. So if you're ready, let's get to it. Uh, let's start with what is SEO? So SEO start, uh, stands for search engine optimization. And um, basically, uh, it started as a way of getting listed in um, different search engines and uh, being able to prominently appear in what is called the organic results, which are the the, the results that you get um, when you're searching for a query in uh, those search engines. Um, at the top, you're going to have paid advertising, and so uh, that's the beginning of uh, of the results. And then after that, you get what is called the organic results, and those are not paid. Uh, those are selected by the search engine to actually uh, to, to return whatever they think is best for their users. Um, and over time, it has really evolved to the point that really Google is the only um, search engine that matters at this point. Um, I think is 85% to 90% of search search engine uh, traffic is generated by Google alone. There are other uh, search engines like Bing, Yahoo, there's uh, DuckDuckGo and other search engines. And of course, there are tactics for doing that, uh, doing SEO for them. But uh, in general, when you're talking about SEO now, you're really talking about, uh, about uh, uh, Google, Okay, and so how does SEO work? So in terms of optimization, what you're trying to do is uh, is do one of four things. You're improving the crawling of your site, you're improving the indexing of your site, or you're improving ranking or conversions. So let's talk a little bit about each one of those, and that way uh, we can understand a little bit about uh, what is it exactly that we're trying to optimize. Um, crawling is when a robot or a piece of software from Google actually arrives at your website, and it goes from one page to another, and it actually is capable of crawling the site. So that's what we called crawling of the site. Basically, it's going from one page to another, it's assessing the content, and also gathering the links that are in that website. And the purpose is to add pages and links to their index. And that leads us to the second item here, which is indexing. So once the, the 
crawler, Googlebot, has actually gone through the site. It actually creates um, indexes based on uh, the information that it has gathered from your site. So uh, it crawls pages, and then from there it grabs the links, and then from those links visit those new pages and then does the same over and over again. Uh, if it feels that uh, the content is relevant and unique, uh, and uh, we'll talk about unique and relevance in just a moment, uniqueness and relevance, but uh, if it thinks that it's unique and relevant, then it's going to add it to the index and uh, is going to return that as part of its search results. And, uh, and that's where the third component comes in, which is the ranking uh, not necessarily because your pages have been indexed. And again, uh, let's talk about the difference between website and web pages. So Google is ranking web pages and it's indexing web pages, not websites. And that matters because not necessarily uh, are you doing uh, all the SEO uh, with regards to just your website as a whole, but you're also optimizing on an individual page basis. So um, let's say that you're indexed already, but you're appearing in page 99. That is not going to really bring any benefits to your business. And uh, even second page is really not going to bring a whole lot of benefit to your website. Uh, so the idea of ranking is to to make sure that once you're indexed, that you're coming up for the particular query or set of keywords, and you're coming up in uh, the first page for those results. So that's the idea of increasing ranking. And then once people actually click on the search results and they arrive at your website and they arrive at that particular page that has been optimized, then it would be terrible if, um, if people arrive there and, and then they don't do anything. So in other words, you're uh, attracting, you're doing all, all sorts of things, crawling, indexing, ranking, and then people click there and then they leave, uh, what we call uh, they bounce off or they exit from that page. So um, that's the fourth component. What you want is for them to actually convert. And basically um, what that means is taking an action inside of your website, the action that you want them to take. And so that's how an overview of SEO, how, how it works on the, on the world today. Uh, a few years ago, uh, and more than just a couple, like a few, let's say 15, 20 years ago, uh, the SEO ranking um, algorithm was heavily based on on-page uh, situations or things that you could do on, on your site. And of course, that led to people taking advantage of that and trying to manipulate the algorithm. And over time, uh, Google simply uh, explored other opportunities and evolved. And so they took away a lot of the importance uh, of what happens inside of your website and on your pages. And they put that importance on what people say as a whole on, on the web about your web pages or website. And so... Um, just like in the real world, when, uh, you say that you're the best at, at something, you're the best runner for the hundred meter dash, um, 
one thing is for you to say it. Another one is for the world as a whole to actually believe that you are the best runner. It's very different. It, one actually carries a lot more value than the other one. And Google has also transitioned into making the same assumption, which is that most people are going to know better what you are and aren't than yourself. And as a webmaster, you can't really manipulate the world that easily. And so it's a better algorithm altogether. And so with that in mind, it, it has also transitioned into not just doing on-page SEO, like uh, meta tags or having a particular kind of um, markup on your website and making sure that your website is rendering in a particular way, uh, but also it includes an outreach effort. Uh, most of the time we call this outreach link building, and the idea is to find votes or links that are on the web that are vouching for the quality of our content on our website. And so as time progresses, your blog posts or your pages attract new links from the web and those act as votes, uh, basically people vouching for the content on your site. Google sees that as high quality vouching or high quality uh, voting of your content. And so it ranks you higher because people think that you are more valuable. So it is a combination of in-page or on-page factors and uh, on the web as a whole with what we call link building. I would probably say that the combination of these things is probably 70-30%. So outside of your website has an importance of 70% maybe, and then the inside page uh, optimization would probably take around 30% or so importance. Uh, but that 30% importance is going to be foundational. So what you want is to have a website that is at the very least search engine friendly, because if you start with something that is not even search engine friendly, for example, if your text is inside of images and it's completely baked into it, then, uh, Google is not going to be able to even read your website. Sometimes, um, you know, if you have JavaScript or you have just, uh, you know, all sorts of complicated scripts and things like that, Google might not be able to gather the proper information from your site. So the ideal thing is for your website to be search engine friendly to begin with, uh, for your server to be fast. And we'll talk about uh, a little bit of some of the um, tips and tricks that we're going to talk about uh, for especially for beginners and then for advanced users uh, in just a moment. But in general, you want to make sure that your website is search engine friendly to begin with. So what are the benefits of SEO? So the first benefit is that it increases web traffic. So if you have been in digital marketing for any period of time, if you own a business and you've used digital marketing for anything, you'll realize that converting clients or prospects into clients is not as difficult as it is to attract people in the first place. And this happens across pretty much all industries. But, uh, for example, attracting uh, new people to a restaurant uh, offline, not necessarily in digital marketing, but... Uh, 
if you attract someone to a restaurant and, uh, and that person goes and have a great experience on your restaurant and they have a great meal and everything goes as planned, the likelihood of them coming back and sitting down at your restaurant and doing it again is less than 20%. Um, if they have a second visit, it goes up by like 7%, I believe, to 27%. So the likelihood of them coming back a third time would be 27%. And then if they come back a third time, then it actually jumps to about 70% of them coming back again. So what that means, what that shows is that attracting people in the first place to make people try something new, something that they haven't done before, is one of the most complicated things. And so increasing web traffic is one of the biggest benefits that SEO can have because it introduces people to your content and and so it increases website traffic. The second one is that it increases brand awareness. So, of course, when people arrive at the website, then they are going to be presented with your brand. And especially if you have a strong corporate branding in place, uh, once they are attracted to your branding, then, of course, you're going to have that increased awareness. So people are now familiar with your brand and then they start associating some of your competitive advantages to your brand. And so many things can happen because of that uh, increased brand awareness. Then we have increased online leads. So not only are you just uh, getting website traffic, but inside of that traffic, some of it is going to be qualified. And because they are qualified, they might actually end up looking at your products and services and find them... um, relevant. And so you end up uh, having qualified leads bringing, uh, coming in from the search engines directly. The next one is web conversions. So not only are you getting qualified leads, but also you can convert them. And so you can have interactive methods like a form on your website, contact us or uh, request a quote or things like that, that would actually uh, lead to higher web conversions. Then we have web traffic ROI. So the return of our investment in SEO is really, really great because you do it once and then you have the benefit of those things for a while. Whereas when you do paid advertising, for example, if you stop doing it, you get almost zero return anymore. In other words, it works when you do it, but once you stop, it doesn't work at all. Whereas SEO Uh, Yeah, it takes time and effort to do it. But once you do it, you have a more sustained um, uh, like benefit from it. The next one is uh, probably the most obvious of all of them. And it's that you don't have to be paying for SEO continuously. You're actually paying at the beginning if you have an agency doing it for you or if you're doing it yourself, then you're not paying uh, out of pocket. You're paying with your time. But the process of optimizing your website and your different pages is actually going to give you a long-term effect that you don't have to continue to pay for it. So it's less expensive over time. So that is probably the most obvious one of why do SEO in the first place. Also, attracting traffic that is interested in the topics that you're presenting. So the actual qualification of the traffic 
happens because people that arrive on the website in the first place is because they were using queries that were related to uh, the information on your website. So the communications of your business actually are attracting people looking for that communication. So it's almost like a perfect marriage of uh, desiring something and someone is providing that. Um, and then, of course, like it increases the value of your website for other monetization opportunities, for example, ads. Um, if you have higher traffic, then you can prove that because you have that higher traffic, then, then you command a higher, um, higher price for the advertising on your website, for example. And then finally, it increases website authority. So it positions you as an expert on your field. And because of that, then it also allows you higher opportunities, whether it's because you're attracting more clients or if you're a business-to-business brand, then uh, having authority uh, is going to help you in the long run close more deals and, and be better. So be better at closing those deals. So. Uh, it increases website authority. Let's jump directly into tips for beginners. So in terms of SEO, we talk a lot about the secrets and the things that you could be doing that are tricks to get um, uh, better ranking and whatnot. But in general, for beginners, if you're not familiar with the concept of SEO, I have three things to tell you that would actually uh, get you in, uh, in a better place. So the first one is to start with an SEO-friendly website. And this seems obvious, but sometimes I've seen that uh, some clients don't start with that. Um, if you don't start with an SEO-friendly website, you're going to have a lot of trouble. Because no matter what you do, no matter how much you invest you're always going to be swimming against the current. So that's the foundational tip for beginners. If you have uh, a simple website, even if it's a Wix or uh, uh, you know any of these uh, template-based websites, online, GoDaddy, or any, any simple website, as long as it's SEO-friendly, then that's going to make things a lot easier. Number two, start doing it. So I know that, uh, you know, like it seems obvious, like this this tip seem, seem obvious to most people. But again, if you don't do SEO, and again, I, I know a lot of entrepreneurs that they just don't think that this is important. They just, uh, for whatever reason, sometimes they have a lot of ad spend. And so they're already spending so much advertising that they just feel like we don't really need the SEO part. But over time is going to come and bite you because you're not doing the SEO part. So instead of seeing it as a very long-term thing that it requires a lot of attention, a lot of difficult things and a lot of steps and everything, you just have to start doing it little by little. Just um, start by doing content marketing. Just uh, plan uh, your keywords. Uh, then from there, write your content and uh, optimize it a little bit. 
which basically that optimization, you know, you can find all sorts of information about the optimization. But uh, in a moment, we'll talk to uh, tips about advanced user to advanced users uh, that talk a little bit about what to do. But in general, what you want to do is just to start doing it. Start writing content on your site. Since it's already SEO friendly, then you're going to have like a good a good indexing, crawling and indexing. And, uh, and then from there, you can start like uh, in the journey of optimizing that content. But if you don't have any content, it's going to be very difficult. So the final tip for beginners is write content that people want to read. So if we were trying to catch some mice and, uh, and you were to put the trap and everything, but in the trap, you were to put something that mice don't like, uh, then you're going to have a lot of trouble attracting them. And uh, as opposed to if you were to set, uh, you know, a trap with peanut butter, for example, that they love. So obviously what you want to do is to start with the content that your audience wants to read. So how do you know what content people want to read? You can use keyword research tools, and I'm going to name a few. But you can use keyword research tools to see what is the exact language that people are using to get to your content. Uh, keyword tools include the href one, and I'll put this uh, information in the description below so that you can access them directly. So hrefs, Site Explorer, Ubersuggest, SEMrush, or any other keyword research tools even the ones that are just not tools, it's just uh, understanding the language that people are using to find you. For example, if you go to Google and you type uh, something related to your keywords, then you'll see that, that Google actually suggests some completions for uh, your queries. So you can use those completions as uh, your keyword research. And Basically, what you're doing is you're grabbing those keywords and key phrases and you're optimizing your content so that it gets indexed under those keywords and uh, eventually uh, or potentially attracting uh, different um, users from the search engines to your content using that. All right, so those are tips for beginners. Of course, um, that's at the very beginning. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a long road uh, ahead of you. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, SEO is something that is very complex and takes a lot of time to master. But if you begin with those things, I know that you're going to notice a difference on your business. Let's talk about SEO tips for advanced users. So there's so much content out there already for advanced users, and some of it is really not that helpful. Um, but uh, I wanted to see if I could add a little bit of value to you. If you're an advanced user, uh, you're already doing the basics of SEO on your site, and you want to take it a little bit extra, you want to advance a little bit more, then uh, I have three tips for you. Number one, make your website faster by making sure that the server is optimized. So as SEO experts, sometimes we like the marketing side of things, but we don't really like the technical side of things. And that puts a little bit of pressure on the whole system because uh, if you want to do it on your own, 
then you're going to have trouble having the other side of the equation, which is the technical side of things. But the important thing here to consider is that a faster website is actually going to render some benefits immediately with SEO. Uh, some optimizations happen at the server level. For example, if you have more RAM or if you have more memory or your server itself is connected to a faster network, so it serves better your content or you're using a CDN, uh, any of those things are going to make uh, your website faster and in turn is going to make Google happier because you don't want to make your users uh, wait and Google finds that also that is a reflection of their results. So by optimizing the server, you're also going to be making Google happier. Uh, at the server level, it's important. At the hosting level, it's also important. So, for example, uh, the URLs and uh, 301 redirects and things like that. If you're using an Apache server, then the HT access rules and how uh, you jump from one URL to another URL or the canonical uh, versions of your uh, URL. So let's say that you have a non-www and the www version of your site, and both of them are actually accessible. Then what you want to do is direct one to the other with a 301 redirect so that you only are uh, presenting one to the search engine. Uh, Google is very good at actually deciding which is the right version, but it's much better to not uh, have to rely on Google's automated decision, it's better to actually be intentional with, with those decisions. And so by taking care of the HT access rules and the 301 redirects and making sure that your canonicals are serving properly, then you're going to see a lot of benefits from that. Number two, make sure that your responsive version of the site is optimized and, optimized and shows well. Um, what I'm seeing right now is that probably three to one um, visitation for most of our clients is coming from mobile devices. So um, responsive design is no longer just a choice. It's actually mandatory. You have to start with a responsive website. And even more importantly, you probably want to start by designing your website from the mobile version first and then doing everything else because three times as many traffic is going to come from uh, mobile devices, specifically smartphones, not so much tablets. And so Google also is preferring the Google version or the crawler that actually searches responsive design first and then the desktop versions. So by making sure that your mobile versions of the site are actually optimized, then you'll see significant better results. Um, and conversely, if you actually take a look at your responsive design and it's not that great, it actually serves the same information as the desktop, but it's smaller and uh, it's just not fast. It doesn't respond properly. The font is too small. The buttons are small. In general, there's so many things, but you can always go to Google Search Console, and from there, you can explore the different pages of your site. 
So you register with Google Search Console, and once you verify your site, you'll get some insights into what Google is looking. But it'll tell you exactly what URLs on your site are failing uh, because of speed or because of responsive design. And nothing better than that because Google is willing to tell you, hey, work on this particular URLs. So number three, uh, write content that people want to read. <laughs> you may be saying, well, but this is the same tip for beginners than it is for advanced, but it is the same one. Uh, if you're writing a blog post about a recipe for an apple pie, don't just do the bare minimum. Describe the process the best, the, the best possible way that you can. Use graphs, statistics, use video, motion graphics, columns, icons, use numbers, photos, GIFs or GIFs, anything, you, you name it. Throw the kitchen sink at this page. And not only because of uh, length of the page, so that's a kind of misperception, we, to, we don't want to just create content for creating content. It has to still be relevant. But uh, you want to make the page as interactive as possible because it will be more useful to your users. So if you're ranking for that apple pie, then photos of the apple pie, photos of the recipes, uh, you know, the recipe itself, um, maybe photos of the ingredients, a video of how you mix those ingredients, uh, statistics about how people uh, do this apple pie. I mean, anything that you can to make the page more robust in terms of information is going to give you an edge over your competition. Because any time that you're trying to rank, it really is a competition with your other pages that are trying to do the same. And if you want to rank in the first page, then you're going to have to outdo them somehow. So provide the information that people want to read, make it as attractive as possible, and that's going to uh, take care of itself. Alrighty, so that is our podcast for today. Hopefully you'll find it interesting, relevant, and you can start working directly on those things right away. If you want to learn more about digital marketing or specifically about how to win with SEO and other digital marketing techniques, just as this one, you can learn more at mercados.com, M-E-R-K-A-D-O-S.com and follow us today on Facebook or Twitter. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.